everybody. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite Ravens YouTube channel and podcast. Talking Ravens all day, every day with your host, Justin P. And my MVP co-host with the slick-ass Ravens hoodie, Miss Shannon <laughs> Fitch. This is uh, episode 46 for the YouTube channel. And for the audio podcast, it's um, season one, episode 40. You can check that out on um, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Basically, anywhere you get your music and podcast stuff from, just type in Talking Ravens all day, every day with Justin P. And they'll list all the available platforms you, you can listen to the um, audio podcast on. And make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel and like. Also, you know, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, IG. You know, all those links are down there as well. Follow me, Shannon, on Twitter. You know, I'm IG, Facebook. It's right there. And you know, it has a display name. So it's mock draft. Um, well, today is mock draft Wednesday. No, we're doing Tuesday, but you know, we're doing basically two shows. I got my first part, and the second part will be Shannon. So you know, we give me y'all a little something extra. So you know, we'll be like night pot. I got our show, but um, you know, sorry. Right, let's get straight into it. Um, all right, first topic of the uh, first part of the show: our final mock draft, our last one before the big dance tomorrow. So you know, Shannon, you know, you always get the floor first. So. What you got for okay. us? Now, I do have two mock drafts again, okay? Um, so, with my first one, I did get an extra pick um, along the lines. Um, so, I have six picks with this one. Okay. So, at, tw- so at 22, I picked Zay Flowers. I like at, 80, at 87, I picked Jacorian Bennett. At 124, I picked Mike Morse. At 157, I picked Isaiah McGuire. At 199, I picked Connor Galvin. And at 211, I, I picked Cam Brown. Um, again, I my whole motto this whole time we've been doing dra- mock drafts is just like thinking about areas of need. So mm-hmm. in this in this particular draft, I have um obviously wide receiver cornerback, um, two edge rushers, an offensive tackle, which is something we haven't talked a lot about. But it it's it when you think about it, it may be a need, and no disrespect to Ronnie Stanley, but He's kind of like, we don't know. You know what I mean? So it doesn't hurt to try to bring someone else in um, just in case we need to ever move somebody else over. Um, and cornerback, obviously, we know we need some depth there. Um, and my second mock draft, again, I have Zay Flowers. Now, on this one, I moved back two picks, right? So instead of not two picks, I'm sorry, I, I, we had 22. I moved back to 29 um, and made some picks along that way and got a pick next year as well. Um, but if you haven't noticed, Zay Flowers is like my number one guy that I want. Um, I understand having Odell. I understand the possibility of bringing in another wide receiver, having as the Lord. Hold on, she cut out. She'll be right back. I'm sorry, yeah, my yeah. phone. I'm sorry, my phone had run. Um, but again, I don't think well, that you gotta put that on D and D, co-host. I, you know better. You I know actually, better. I actually have it on there, so I don't know why how it came through, but my bad. <laughs> um, but again, Zay Flowers, um, I'm high on him, so I'm not against bringing him in. That's at 29. At 71, I have Zach Pickens. At 86, I have Zach Harrison. At 124, I have Jordan McFadden, and at 157, I have Moro Jomo. I don't know how we don't we look, we don't know how I don't know how to pronounce his name, but yeah. <laughs> but that's my pick. Uh, I gotta glad I'm ain't gonna lie to you because this is the Go last ahead. one. <laughs> so all right, my this this one I got uh 
I did a trade. I traded with the Chiefs. I think they gave me pick nine. Um, they gave me pick what one twenty four, no one twenty nine, one thirty four, and two seventeen. I moved down to thirty one, and I moved down from eighty six to ninety. So I picked thirty one. I took Kalaja Canty, defensive tackle, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Got an A on that. Uh, number ninety. I took wide receiver Rashid Rice out of SMU. Got an A plus on that. Mm-hmm. 124, I want corner. Caillou Blue Kelly, Stanford, got an A-plus on that. 129, I'm a pick a guy from the Chiefs. Uh, Emil Ikior, I think that's how you say his name, Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, Alabama, got a B-plus. 134, I'm a pick a guy from the Chiefs. I took Trey Palmer, wide receiver, Nebraska. 157, Jalen Jones, cornerback, Texas A&E. Got a B plus and then 199. Jaron Hall, quarterback BYU, is just in the insurance policy. I didn't know what was going on with Tyler Pontley at the time. Mm-hmm. Got an A plus with that. And Ryan Hayes, offensive tackle, uh, 217. I got an A plus on that from Michigan. That's that swing tackle because, like I said, we don't, you know, I'm pretty sure Jerron James is not going to be back. Uh, um, this next one, uh, trades, but. You know, in the later rounds, I got pick 167, 171, mm-hmm. and 182. I forgot who I got him from, but anyway. Um, I took Jalen Hyde at number 22, wide receiver, uh, Tennessee. Got an A on that. Uh, 86, Tariq Stevenson, cornerback, University of Miami. A+. plus. Kobe Turner, defensive tackle, week four, B+. Plus. Uh, Emil Ikior, Jr., I'm going to just say his name like that. God, Alabama, A plus. Mm-hmm. KJ Henry, outside linebacker, defensive end, A plus. Ronnie Hickman at 182, uh, safety to replace Chuck Clark at Ohio State. Got a B plus on that. And 199, uh, I took Jaron Hall, quarterback, BYU. Got an A plus. All right, I got another one. I told you I got a couple. I got a lot of them because it's the last one. So I'm going to let it all out. Ain't no point in me saving them because it's the last okay. one. Jordan Addison at number 22, got an A+. Plus. Number 86, uh, Garrett Williams, cornerback, Syracuse. 120, pick 124, KJ Henry, edge rusher out of Clemson, got a B plus. 161, Emil Ikeo, Jr., guard, Alabama, A. I took him a lot of these drafts because he's one of the best guards. 188, Keandre Colborn, defensive tackle, Texas, got an A plus for that. Uh, 999 Grant DuBose, wide receiver Charlotte, got a B. 201 Cam John, Cam Jones, linebacker Indiana, in case we trade Patrick Queen, got a B for that. Uh, okay, I made another trade right here. I made a trade with Cincinnati. They got pick 22. They gave me pick uh 28, 92, and 131. So I added two more picks. Uh, just to move down six spots. So I picked 28. I took Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback out of Mississippi State. Uh, I went cornerback again, 86, Tariq Stevenson from the U. My guy, so I went double down that corner so we can, since they say we need corner help so bad. <laughs> Number 92, took a, a receiver that has a first-round grade on him, but he had got injured last year, so it kind of hurt him to start. Kayshawn Bowdy, wide receiver, um, LSU, you know, stud. 124 took Nick Broker, uh, guard out of Mississippi. 131 went defensive line with Jacqueline um, Roy, LSU. 157 I took the uh, edge rusher KJ Henry out of Clemson. 
and 199, I took Raheem Jarrett, wide receiver Maryland. And uh, I killed that. All those picks, I got A, B plus, B plus, B, A plus, A plus, and another A. So, yeah, <laughs> pretty good draft. Uh, another one, uh, took Zay Flowers. at number, I traded down and got pick 86 from, uh, I think, the Giants or Cowboys. Yeah, so I took Zay Flowers. At 25, 86, I took Jalen Jones, cornerback, Texas AME. 89, I took Zach Harrison, the outside linebacker, Ohio State. 124, Emil Ikeo, Jr., guard, Alabama. 157, Rakeem Jarrett, wide receiver out of Maryland. And 199, I took Jalen Redman, defensive tackle, Oklahoma. That's when no guy grades, so I couldn't get no grades. All right, uh, this one right here. Okay, now something else. Just the same one. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> All right, sorry, but I don't know what happened with that. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. It just dumbed out on us. Um, y'all know how computers are. Uh. I traded out two spots in game pick number 98, 142, 211. Uh, I want to say this is with the Cowboys. So I took at pick 24, I took Quentin Johnston, wide receiver, TCU. Pick 88, I took Eli Ricks, cornerback, Alabama. Uh, pick 98, I took Kayshawn Bowdy, wide receiver, LSU. 124, I took Emil, Emil Ikio Jr. Alabama. I guess we're going to draft him because I didn't pick him a lot, a lot of these mm-hmm. max. 142, Byron Young. The Byron on the place for Alabama. Defensive tackle. 157, I took KJ Henry. Edge rusher Clemson. Help up with the edge rush. 199, I took Jalen Ripman. Defensive tackle, Oklahoma. And 211, I took Daenerick Prince. Running back Tulsa. I told you. I mean, I like I like um, Little Justice Hill, but he, he don't cut it for me. Mm-hmm. All right, this one uh, took Zay Flowers at 22, Cedric Tillman at 86, 124, Caillou Blue Kelly, 157, Jared Patterson, guard out of Notre Dame, one, two, 204, excuse me, Jalen Redman, and 214, uh, Ali Gay Carter. I got an A+, plus, B+, plus, A+, plus, A+, A+. Plus, a+. Plus. This whole draft was A+, plus, so I refuse. I knocked that out the park. I uh, I only got a couple more. So <laughs> this one, uh, there's no drag, no trades on this one. Joey Porter okay. Jr. at number twenty-two, uh, eighty-six. Andre Carter the second as Russia um, Army. One twenty-four. Bryce Four Weeks. Andre Carter the second as Russia Army. One twenty-four. Bryce Four Weeks. You got your phone on? Yeah. When I click click on my, don't worry. I'm sorry. My bad. Damn. That was your anyway. live. Yeah, your live popped up right on when I opened up my phone. You know anyway. how it just start. You know how it start playing. It just started playing. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Sorry for the little interruptions. <laughs> um, one twenty four. Bryce for Wheaton. One fifty seven. Braden Daniels, guard, uh, out of Utah. One ninety nine. Jalen Ritman, defensive tackle, Oklahoma. All right, this one's a couple trade backs. Uh. 
I traded uh, with the Broncos. They gave me Cortland Sutton in a third-round pick and pick 67, 68. And one uh, – and, uh, yeah, they gave me yeah, Cortland Sutton, a third-round pick for 2024 and 67, 68 for pick 22. So, 67, I took Julius Brents, cornerback, you know, Kansas State, big, tall corner, paired with Marlon Humphrey. 68, I took A.T. Perry. You know, big receiver, put him on the outside with Bateman and those guys. 86, Andre Carter the second, edge rusher army. 124, Jacqueline Roy, defensive tackle, LSU. 157, Chandler Savala, guard, NC State. And 199, uh, Deneric Pritz, running back, Tulsa. I traded back as well on this one. Uh, right here, I got uh, my picking at number 48. Julius Brenz, corner of Kansas State, 55, Cedric Tillman, wide receiver out of Tennessee, 86, Zach Harrison, Ohio State, edge rusher, 124, one receiver again, Bryce Ford-Wheaton, so I got two big receivers out of this, West Virginia, 157, Chandler Zavala, guard, NC State, 183, Jackson Player, defensive tackle out of Baylor. And I went defensive line again because, like I said, we only got two defensive linemen under contract after this year. Jalen Ritman again, Oklahoma. And 232, I went Dwayne McBride, running back, UAB. Okay. All right, this one. All right, shoot. I, want, yeah, I think that's all of them. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that all of them? Notice the last one. All right. So at 22, I went uh, Quentin Johnston, wide receiver TCU. Yeah, wide receiver TCU. I had an A-plus for that. Tariq Stevenson, cornerback Miami. A-plus. KJ Henry, 124. Edge rusher comes in B-plus. Emil Ikeoria, C-plus. Uh, guard, Alabama. 157, Kobe Turner. D. Lyman, uh, Clinton. Sorry, Wake Forest, A-plus. I came Jared 172. Wide receiver man, I got a C. Not too too bad. At 199, Jay Ward, the big safety out of LSU, 6'4. So he's gonna replace Chuck Clarkson. Now you got two 6'4 safeties in the in your second day. When I'm complaining mm-hmm. about it, so I won't play with the tie. Yeah. So I got an A plus for that. And Chris Rodriguez running back, Kentucky, A plus. So all my drafts were pretty good. Pretty good grades. Mm-hmm. All right. So, our uh, topic number two, I believe, was uh, do you see the Ravens bringing back, uh, you know, uh, Marcus Peters and Cal Fuller? And also, I forgot to add, do you see them signing a veteran like a Byron Jones, a Rocky Sin, or, or, you know, Trey Flowers to help up with the cornerback position? Floor is yours, co-host. I'm, I think everything will, de- will depend on tomorrow and how, ch- how the chips may fall. Um, because if they're able to get a cornerback or two that they really like in a draft, they might not, um, you know, spend a block on Marcus Peters or Fuller. Um, and if they if they go that route and and they don't, then the only way I can see them coming back is if um, someone gets hurt and they want to bring back someone that they're familiar with. Now, um, again, I don't, I don't have a problem with Marcus Peters. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem bringing him back. I don't know what what type of money he would like or what that would look like. Um, but it's certain type of guys you need on your team, and he brings the energy that I feel like we need defensively. Um, so I wouldn't be against him coming back. But I, I think we can we can better answer that question once the draft is done and we see how um, things shake by like 
you know, before training camp or like the first week in training camp. You know, I can't for sure say no. It really just depends on what happens tomorrow. Okay, well said. Well said. I like that. Uh, me personally, um, I think so. Because even if you go with rookie corners, you don't want to put your rookie corners on a you know on the island. Cause like you say, everybody said, "What if Marlon Humphrey get hurt?" Then what? I say, if he get hurt, then he just get hurt. It just happens. It's like mm-hmm. you know, then you still gonna have rookie corners on the island. So I say you still, I say you draft one, and still bring back Marcus Peters. Yes, I understand he isn't this. You know, he's getting older, lost a step, but still, <clears throat> people forget he was coming off a, a season in the injury that took him all of took him out all of last year. He probably shouldn't even been playing. But he still played and still played fairly decent. Did he get beat at times? Yes. I mean, it's mm-hmm. football. You know, but he's fully healed now. He knows the system. So, yeah, bring back Marcus Peters for a cheap deal. Or, like I say, if you go get Byron Jones, Byron Jones is not retired for everybody kept saying that. He, he, he cleared that up the other day. He's not retired. He still he still, still wants to play football. So, we can take a, you know, take a chance on him for a one, two-year deal. He doesn't. He don't get a whole bunch of interception, but he's going to lock up his man. Nobody's just going to run past him for touchdown. So, I'll take that. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's not a double. He's not the guy that's going to get. Like I would rather take Byron Jones and take Trayvon Diggs, who get eleven picks and then give up thirteen hundred yards. See, Byron Jones will cut that in half or more and only get three picks. So I would rather take that to have you get picks than to sacrifice you getting burnt a lot. So. Mm-hmm. I'll take that Rocket Center, another guy, solid corner. He, I remember him when he was at Temple. Him and Tavon Young played together for, like, I think, like a year or two. Mm-hmm. You know, solid corner, could come up tackle, you know. And then Apples had to get under the cap, so that's why he's not there, not because he couldn't play. 6'1", mm-hmm. 6'2", physical corner. So, yeah, you definitely bring in one of those guys, man. You got to have – I remember had two veteran corners and then have anybody else play, get in when he fit in, like in the nickels and the slot or covering, like, third and fourth receivers. Make the – Make the young guys' job easy. Don't put them on the island against Trey. I mean, against um, T. Higgins and Jamal Chase and Stephon Diggs right out the gate. That's a lot, especially you know into this pass rush. Get up the park. If the pass rush get up the park consistently, whereas though they ain't gonna be out there covering all day. Then yeah, but you know also Trey Flowers, a uh, big corner six three. He won't cost a lot. So like I said, we you know he can cover tight ends, outside receivers, and he can play a little safety. So. He won those four veterans. I would love to bring in here. Like I said, uh, Anthony Everett is available. I would love to have him back. So, you know, I definitely say it's a possibility. Because, like I say, if you just draft a bunch of young corners, you still want to be inexperienced out there as well. So, so, yeah. so, so would you rather them not even draft cornerbacks at all and just bring them back? It or all you think depends. It be like one and one and one and one. I say one and one because you just picked up Trayvon Mullen. You know, y'all let him see what he can do. He just got kind of dealt a bad card in Oakland and, you know, went to Dallas. You know, he played okay there, but, you know, just he got kind of dealt the bad card. And, like I said, his, him and Lamar, you know, he's going to play hard because his cousin here and Lamar mm-hmm. went to bat for him. So he's not going to let him down. Right. 6'2, 215 pounds, can run. Like I said, I just think the coaching, I think with um, Chris Horton, those guys coaching him up and, you know, and Mike McDonald coaching him, I think he'll be a lot better here. In mm-hmm. our system, because we're going to play to a strips, and which he's a press corner, he can play zone, but I'm saying he like to get his hands on him, big physical corner. So I just think, like Pepe, you got to let you got to see what those guys can do first. Jalen Davis, like you got to get those guys, I, f- I feel like a fair shot. So I say draft one, sign one, and then, like I said, the pass rush got to help them out. I don't care if you got Ramsey and Howard and Jair all in the second, same secondary. If the quarterback got all day to throw, he's going to somebody, he's going to pick your car. I don't care who you got right there. 
So as long as Adafi Owe and Ajabo and Bowser and whoever we draft or if they bring back Justin Houston or whatever they want to do, those guys got to get to the quarterback, and that's going to make the back-end job a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, good. What you going to say, Shannon? No, I said that makes sense. Uh, I think my other topic was um, the future of Patrick Quinn. You know, I know he scrubbed the social media. So, you know, it's been a lot of, you know, a lot of people trading him and they mocks so up high. So what is his future? Do you think he'll continue to be a Raven or you think he'll be traded soon? You're going to say a bunch of people. You are the bunch of people. You've been talking mm-hmm. about trading. That was the main one. I was the main one. I was. I was the main one. Um, he is, isn't he one of the guys that could be getting um, his 50 extension like right now? Like we saw a lot of guys getting picked up or denied, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the Ravens didn't pick it up or announce that yet concerns me um, because it makes me feel like it's a possibility that um, he may be traded tomorrow. Um, now, I think they have until sometime in May to, to make that decision, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. So. That's the only reason it makes me think that he won't be here. Because personally, as a fan, I feel like I want him here. I right. feel like we saw a lot of we first of all, we picked him in the first round for a reason. Now, if he was um, you know, more impactful early, maybe we didn't maybe we don't make the trade for Roquan. But making the trade for Roquan, to me, it made Quinn's job a lot easier. And we got to see him to me, I saw growth in him last year, you know. So I would love to have him come back because, like I said, why draft him just to trade him away? We saw the growth in him last year. I understand the possibility of having to pay him, um, but he's not on Roquan's level, so how much would it be really? It's not like you're going to be paying him a $100 million you know, contract. Um, so I don't think that it's far-fetched to think that we can keep him, um, but the fact that they haven't even announced one way or another whether they're extending him or not makes me mm-hmm. feel like he could be dealt tomorrow. Um, and because we only have the five draft picks, I mean, I could see the Ravens doing that. It's just that the fan in me, I don't want them to do that because I feel like we saw something in him last year that I feel like they need to build on. You know, you put somebody else in there, not that they can't grow with Roquan or learn from him and, and do the same thing that Queen did, but it's just like, no, like that's one of our young guys. We picked him for a reason. We saw the growth last year. So let's not, let's not trade away another guy that will continue to be the narrative of what has happened under Eric DaCosta, you know, trading away first round draft picks. Um, so hopefully he stays, but the fact that we haven't heard anything about whether they're going to pick up or decline this with the option makes me feel like it's a possibility that there are some rumblings around um, trading Queen. Uh, like I said, the reason I say that, because it's going to be hard to pay two middle linebackers top dollar because now Patrick Queen say, you know what, I'll take a hometown discount and stay here, like, you don't got to give me a real super big contract. Like, if he do what Tyus Ty Bowser did, Tyus Bowser probably could have went somewhere else and got a lot more money. But mm-hmm. he feel like, now nah, if I go somewhere else, I might not. I might end up like Paul Kruger or Pernell McPhee and end up fizzling out and then got to come back, you know, mm-hmm. years later and not be productive. So Tyus Bowser did the smart thing, saying, nah, I'm going to stay put where I know I'm going to be used properly in my fit. He didn't just go chase the bag. So it all depends what Patrick Quinn wants. So if the Ravens say, like, all right, We'll give you four years. We'll give you $48 million. That's $12 million a year. Solid. Not mm-hmm. you know, a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. If he takes that, you know, yeah, but he might say, nah, I want to test free agency and get broke off like how Roquan did. So it all depends what Patrick Queen want. But uh, as of right now, I think they'll keep him because, like I said, you don't want to make a hole there just yet. 
Mm-hmm. But you know, add, but like I said, if it's looking like he's not, you know, his price range going too up, going too far up, or he's not playing up the par, then I could see them trading them. You know, it all depends what happens among the draft. They take a linebacker in the draft, then they might be like, okay, yeah, he probably can be gone. But if the the, if the Cardinals say, hey man, you give us Patrick Queen and give us your third and Give us uh, Devin DuVernay since we're going to lose DeAndre Hopkins and you got D-Hop. He's gone. So it all depends on what the situation is. Hmm, that's interesting. Now, that's an interesting uh, scenario. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. So uh, that's the first part of the show. That was all my topic. So now we're going to turn it over to the second part, led by Miss Shannon Fitch. All right. So – I read a report that Tyler Huntley um, didn't take one meeting with any other team since um, his tender was applied. It was also said that he worked out at the team facility this offseason and um, that he's planning on throwing with his teammates as well um, this, in, in Florida this weekend. Actually, this weekend coming up, I heard it's supposed to be. <clears throat> so what do you make of Tyler Huntley? We know he signed his tender. So what do you make of Tyler Huntley signing his tender and seemingly taking on a leadership role? I like it. I mean, like I said, I know I've been hard on him because, like I say, he's been playing like fucking dirt. I know his shoulder was messed up, so I ain't going to beat him up too bad. But I like it, though. I like it. He just prepared for anything. Like I said, I know I believe Lamar's going to be here. But just now he's more prepared in case something happened. Now he will step in, and now he'll embrace being quarterback one. Now I'm assuming he's fully healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll be ready to go. Like I said, and it's good they wanted to be back here because he probably could have touched the waters and got a starting spot somewhere. You know, probably mm-hmm. not a whole lot of teams, but it was at least one or two teams that could have definitely started for him. The Commanders, uh, probably the Colts. But I think the Colts are done with the revolving door quarterback. They're just going to draft one. Unless mm-hmm. unless they get Lamar or something like that or Aaron Rodgers, which is, you know, they can't now. That was the only way they right. were going to go veteran quarterback again if it was one of those two guys of a short thing. I think mm-hmm. they're gonna draft one, but him when to come back, you know, it's cool. Like I said, um, it's a good insurance policy, but like I said, I think everything will work out with eight. But it's cool though. It's cool that Snoop wanted to come back and you know and step up to the plate. He did make it to the pro bowl, quote unquote. So yeah. yeah. Like I like it though. It just shows that he wants he wanna be here and he wanna play football. Yeah. Um, I echo everything you said. Um it's cool that he signed the tender. I really didn't expect a whole lot of suitors for him anyway. Um not to say that he couldn't have had a team be interested, but I just didn't see it, um, you know, being that. So I'm not surprised that he signed the tender at all. I am happy to hear that um, he was around the team facility. I mean, that says a lot. That actually shows a team and the the, the, the coaches and the front office and the owner, um, you know, how – how serious you are about your craft because you can work out anywhere you want. You don't have to be there. I don't know how often he was there, but like I said, the article I read said that he spent some time there. I know it hasn't been all the time because I did see some um, him working out um, in the sand and I know that's not here, but I think it's a good thing. And as far as I'm taking on a leadership role, I think that's great as well um, because with all the things going on with Lamar, um, it, it's, it, it'll feel good to go into off-season program with a quarterback that we're familiar with. Um, regardless of what, we've won some games with Huntley, we've lost some games with Huntley. Um, all, all situations weren't his fault. Some things, if he did one thing a little bit better, we could have won a game. But at the end, of, end of the day, all of that is just experience. So I feel like having him back doesn't hurt us in any way. It can only help. And if he's going to be here from day one, it benefits the guys 
wide receiver wise, we need somebody that can throw to him. And we just don't know what's going to happen with Lamar. I mean, even with all the reports that are coming out today, I'm pretty sure you've seen everything that's been said. We just don't know. So until we know for sure that Lamar is the quarterback, we don't know. So it'll, it'll be good to go into the offseason program with Tyler Huntley being there from day one because it seems like that's what it's going to be. And the fact that he wants to meet up with the guys and throw to them, to me, that's just building chemistry. Um, hopefully, if Lamar – if if it's true that he is going to sign resign back with the Ravens, I hope he shows up to the workouts too. You know, let everybody get some work in. And I mean, this is where you build um, the chemistry with your teammates. You know, in an off season and things like that too, not just on the field during the season. So overall, it's a good thing. Can't complain about that at all. So the next topic I have is that <clears throat> now the Ravens have an identity, right? And it's really mm -hmm. been established since they've come to town with the well-respected culture since the year of 2000 when we won the Super Bowl. Run a ball, stop the run, overall great defense, right? Mm -hmm. Do you like having an identity or do you feel like the Ravens need to change with the times? Uh, it's cool to run the ball because you got to be two-dimensional. You can't just be one-dimensional. You can't just <clears throat> pass the football out and run the football because we've been seeing teams lost playoff games and Super Bowl by being one-dimensional on each end. Like, we just seen the Chiefs lose the Super Bowl because they couldn't run the ball. Mm -hmm. We've been seeing teams like the 49ers lost because they couldn't throw the ball outside the numbers because Jimmy G was they were stacking the box against him. So you got to be balanced. You definitely got to have both. But my thing is – you got to be able to pass the football and matters the most in this, the postseason. Like, mm -hmm. you know, once teams – because once teams still run the football, I'm not saying trying into the Chiefs or the Saints and just throw the ball 90 times a game and forget about J get J.K. and Gus and not – never. Still run the football. It's just still now with better players on the outside like Odell Beckham, potentially DeAndre Hopkins, potentially Zay Flowers, potentially JSN, potentially Quentin Johnson, et cetera, et cetera. The passing game is going to be a lot better. And then you have a more, you have a better offensive coordinator that's more up to date with the times and Todd Munkin versus Greg Roman, who just wanted to run the wing T and the Merlin eye like he's like this was 1980. <laughs> mm -hmm. The three yards to cloud of dust days. No, uh uh. So now the passing offense is definitely going to be much better just with that alone and those components. But yeah, we could be 50 50, even 60 40. But yeah, but we definitely still got to be able to run the football. But I think now with the added pieces at receiver and a new coordinator, we're going to pass a little bit more, a little bit more and be more effective. Okay. So for me, it's kind of like it's not an or, it's kind of like kind of both, right? Because on one hand, I absolutely love having an identity. Um, the, like when, when the defense is not right in Baltimore, the Ravens aren't right. And we watch these games and we, for the, for the most part, I mean, we look at the offense because I think that because we have had so some, some below average type of years offensively, we're going to always want to hang out heads on the defense. And when the defense is not good, it's like, it's really, really glaring. Like last year, for instance, we gave up what two, two, um, well, we had what four games where we gave up two point leads in games, right? Mm -hmm. Most of that, most of that falls on the defense because you allowed them to continue, you know, to score when we had a lead. Like all you had to do is kind of stop them and you couldn't, which is fine. Everybody gets paid to do what they do. But that wasn't Baltimore Ravens defense, right? And, yeah. and I, I couldn't live with it. So I absolutely love having an identity defensively that, you know, like I want to get back to the days when like when Ray Lewis was here, you know, if you came across that middle, it was what was going to happen, right? 
So oh, a lot sure. of teams, a lot of teams ran that offense a different way to avoid that that type of contact. I want to get that type of not not fear, but you know what I mean, fear. Like I like feeling like people when when our defense come out there, they know like yeah, you're really not going to run that many yards on us. If you come across this middle, you're getting smacked. You know, like we hitting you. I I I just love all of that. Now on the other hand, I feel like the Ravens should change with times because in life, life is about change, right? And we always have to adapt to it in your personal life, your work life, like in life, they make new laws, right? We just always have to adapt to whatever the changes are. So for me, I do think they need to change with the times, right? Mm-hmm. And this off season is showing me something that I've never seen the Ravens do before. When we talk about them mm-hmm. getting outside of their character, the fact that you went and got an Odell, you didn't just get Odell. You paid Odell top dollar, something that the Ravens have never really done before. I mean, you we've we've never done we've never done that. Somebody the, the caliber of his talent to even be in a conversation and say you still trying to get D hop, right? So that goes to show me how all in they are on Lamar. Because when Joe Flacco was the quarterback, we didn't get that. We got more things taken away from him than added. And when they did add, it was always just a veteran that was past his prime. You might get a couple of years here and there. But this offseason, to me, in my opinion, they've shown a change. And the fact that they, they're bringing a new offensive coordinator, hopefully John Harbaugh allows him to do his job, which he normally does. John doesn't really step on anybody's toes as far as his coordinators. And if you're a coordinator, you, you have to love that, honestly. I think that... Um, we're going to see a change. At least I hope we see a change. So, again, the answer to the question is it's kind of both for me. I love having an identity, but I also think that change is good and you have to adapt to it. And I feel like this this offseason, the Ravens have definitely changed their philosophy with, with the way that they, they do a lot of things. Okay. Uh, what's next? So, the last topic is now, pre-draft, without knowing who who, who quarterback one is, because we don't know what Lamar's going to do. Realistically, we do, we do, we, do. we know what he's going to do. Realistically, where do you see the Ravens finishing in the AFC North? First, because we could run the ball and we could play defense. That alone, yeah, I think we should have won the North, even with the with we had everything going on. We lost. The Cleveland, we that was some bull crap. And then we lost to uh, Pittsburgh on some bull crap. We win both those games without the hiccups like we supposed to. We are division champions. And week eighteen, you know, we was just basically we we reeled it in because we knew we had to play them again. Then in the playoff game, we should have won the game. Tyler Hunting decided to be Air Bud instead <laughs> of just falling down, you know. So it ain't like we just got. It wasn't like two thousand twenty one. Like once the long went down, we just looked like complete crap. Even though I still you know, believe he's going to play either way, tag or deal. But either way, we still have a good constructed roster now with Odell Beckham, now with uh, Aguilar. Then if we pull off the DeAndre Hopkins trade and then we knock our draft out the park, yeah, we're going to be an even better football team. Like I said, fully healthy. This is a 13-12-1 team easily. So, yeah, I say if everything goes right and barring any crazy injuries, because I do believe Lamar will play one way or the other, whether it's new deal or tag, we we, we we can win the North. And, and like I said, look at all the games. All the games we lost last year, we should have won. We were up, blue leads. The only 
I can't even, the only team that kicked out bubbles was the Cincinnati week 18. And, you know, that's it. That was when the, the backups in. But all the rest of the games, we had literally lost on the last second or the fourth quarter of the game. Is that a home my answer? I'm serious. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like, okay. like uh, look up. Look, we were 10 and 7, right? Mm-hmm. All seven losses, we could have won. Mm-hmm. Let's just say six. That week 18 game, all right, whatever. That's whatever. The Dolphins game, we were up. Blow it. Giants, we had a 10-point lead. Blow it. Jacksonville, we up eight. When they had no timeouts, blow it. Uh, Pittsburgh game, we blow it. You know what I mean? Like, I can go on and on and on. Like, we blew majority 90% of our losses. Like, we really should have been like a one or two loss team last year. Well, you know, I've said that on your platform before um, about our team being better than people give them credit for because um, a lot of games we lost, we could have won. Um, we probably shouldn't have been in that playoff game, but we were, you know, minus that one little mistake. <clears throat> so, like I always say, if we had consistent quarterback play, I, I have um, high hopes for the Ravens, right? But but my question was pre-draft and 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 not knowing who QB1 is right now. Like, right now, we haven't done a draft. Right now, we don't know what Lamar's going to do. So, to me, I think we could finish probably third or fourth. And the reason I said the reason I'm saying that is be, this is this is not you know I, again this is pre-draft and not knowing what Lamar's going to do now ask me after the draft ask me if if we resign Lamar ask me if we get but right now today as I talked to you the day before the draft I'm saying I can see the Ravens finishing third or fourth because we are not going to act like the Bengals aren't a top ten team in the division oh for sure okay? because they sure. are for sure um, and 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 to me the Steelers have a great defense and. Their quarterback didn't. Their rookie quarterback last year didn't play that bad, so he can. I mean, he might. He could have a sophomore slump, but mm-hmm. he may be better next year. He's going to have more chemistry. They they always seem to have weapons um at at the, at the wide receiver position, so they aren't going to fall by the wayside. The Browns they they have a decent defense. They still have the showing, so it's not like they have a, a scrub at quarterback. This right. is why I say mm-hmm. third or fourth. I don't know who will be first or second. But I can see the Ravens being third or fourth pre-draft, not knowing who our quarterback is, because I feel like those other teams are better than us simply off the fact of not knowing who our quarterback will be. So that's why I put them at three or four today before the draft. Let me ask you this, Shannon. If my mom was going to get dealt, would he got dealt by now? Yeah, I think so. No, well, <laughs> no. So you think they'll win the draft night to pull a uh, draft day move? Like, hey, we send him to Houston for number two and twelve, or to the Colts for four? That shit? I don't think so. No, I don't even think that it's. I don't even think that it's a matter of the being traded part because you got to realize that he can still not sign. He can still not sign his tender or franchise tag and come back. I believe people say week tens, whatever, whatever it is. I don't the think, season. That was, let me tell you why. So but, 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 wait, no. So you can say you don't think he's gonna do it, which is fine. But I'm saying we talking today, right? right? Realistically, Lamar can do that. We don't know that man, That's so true. he could, he could say I'm not signing it, and and just come back whenever, whatever that date is, whatever week that is that everybody has said that he could wait till that point to sign it. So I don't know what he's going to do. Do I think he's going to be traded? No, only because I think that somebody probably would have did it by now. But as people have said, could somebody offer that trade after the draft just to not lose a draft pick this year right now? Yeah, what if the Patriots came around and did that? You know, we don't uh, that, that that would just mean that we get in the draft pick in twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five. We don't know what's going to happen. If that but, happened, 
Eric DeCosta should be demoted. You know, if we if we really let ourselves get played like that, where where's the Patriots just give up picks that don't count for this year? And you don't want to match the deal? Fire him. I'm sorry. The reason so you why think I think so match whatever deal is what you're saying. Whatever they yeah. whatever another team. Yeah, well. Because okay, then you get two first round picks that don't help you this year, and, and you don't have now. You got to figure how you who who gonna play quarterback now after the draft. Now you got to rival Huntley or go sign a. Jameis and all that. It's not worth it. Just sign the sign the deal, match the deal, figure out the cap later. But reason why I say I don't think he's gonna do all that. Set out what you're saying, because he would have did it this year on a fifth year option or less money. If that was if it was that big of a deal for us, money, he would have. Nah, I'm uh, nah, I'm I'm chilling. But and from the way I from the way I saw his contract breakdown, his fifth year was the most money he made on his rookie contract. So yeah. that would have been a lot of money for him to not take, considering and, what he had already made. So exactly. I, no, what I'm saying is that's probably why he didn't sit because that what he didn't make. He didn't make. I think they said it was like 23 million last year. He didn't right. make that in his first, second, third, or fourth year. Yeah. So turning, so turning that down, you already turned down a, a big bag, you know. But if if he's going to stand firm, like like you said, weren't you the one that I don't know that he said I will not fold in that video. Yeah. I don't yeah, know what the yeah, he said. Right? He said so I, can't, I can't fold. Yeah. So I don't know what he wants. That's all I'm saying. And and again, do I think Lamar would do that? No, I hope he wouldn't. But when you think about every option, like when you're in the front office, you got to think about every option, whether it happens or not, right? Yeah. So it's a possibility that Lamar might not be our quarterback. And because because as we speak today, I don't know if he's going to be our quarterback. That's I mean, why I have to, that's why I got to speak like I don't know. Can I give you my percentage on that? What you just said? That's a two. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm gonna be nice. I'm. Mean, that's a two percent chance that he ain't gonna be here. Two percent out of hundred. Two. And I'm just being nice in case mm-hmm. a team like Washington just go bat shit crazy and say, you know what, we giving you two ninety guaranteed or something wild out the blue. Two percent mm-hmm. chance. Ninety eight percent chance he's gonna be back here in Baltimore. Hope so. He will. It's just like I said. It, it just wouldn't. It just wouldn't make sense. Cause like I said, the season ticket holders are not trying to come watch Will Levis or Jameis Winston or Carson Wentz. I get it. We Ravens fans. I heard, I heard they were. Having, I heard they were having issues with that. I heard they were having issues with people paying for their um season tickets, not knowing who who the quarterback was going to be. My 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 point is that, like I said, people of course were going to support the team no matter what, but in the day. You know, you gotta have something to attract you. Nobody's not gonna come watch. Uh, what they say on the Temptations, nobody coming to see you. Otis, they coming to see Lamar. That's what it is. I know some people dislike Lamar because people put him in that aspect, but no, it's just what it is. It's the fact. Like the Bengals, like people come to the Bengals game to watch Joe Burrow. Like if he get hurt, they will still probably come, but they're not watching. They're not there to see Brandon Allen and whoever the hell they backup quarterback is saying what. Josh Allen, same with any other. That's why I say we're the only team that fan base get bashed for wanting to keep their own quarterback. Like I just don't understand it. Like that, I don't that that whole logic just is retarded to me. If 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 anybody else starting quarterback go down, of course they're gonna want their guy there. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't. We the only we the only fan base that that that's that's. Oh no, I'm a running Ravens fan for Lamar. No shit, the Ravens been around since '96, not 2018. Like. When people say stuff like this, Shan, I just make it just make me look at them like they just got mental illness. Like, <laughs> like I guess it's, I guess it's like when you think about it, has it been any other move over the over the years with the Ravens that have bothered you so much that you didn't want to be like I'm you were like I'm through with them, I'm not watching. Like, has anything else ever happened to make probably you probably only ever one I could think of is Ray Lewis when they let him test free agency. That's it. That's the only ever one I can just think off the top of my head. 
And see, that one didn't bother me because Ray was old at that point, and I didn't right. feel like whatever they were offering him was not um, respectable. It probably just wasn't what he may have wanted. But he went up there, tested the tested free agency, and, and realized, like, you know what? I have an opportunity to do something that many don't. Let me finish my career, you know, where I started, and that's respectable. Um, but the Ravens, I, they've made moves before that that I didn't like, but it never made me feel like I'm not going to be a fan anymore. So to to not I can't defend people who go off a deep end and, and say the things like, like you just say, like, well, you know, you're not a real fan or all of that. Because at the end of the day, I think all of us would still root for the Ravens regardless. I don't think anybody's going to be hoping for them to lose. But it is upsetting if somebody that you really, really like, your favorite player, is would, be, would no longer be on the team. That might upset you in a way. Um, but I think that winning carries all. So even if Lamar was to leave, I think that fans would get over it. At, with winning if we win it wouldn't be a big thing we lose oh you're going to hear about it you know so we i think overall i don't think anybody is going to be mad if lamar stays i think a lot of fans are hurt emotional you know they feel like he don't want to be here and i think for any fan base if you find out that a player doesn't want to be on your team or in your city where you're from and things like that that can kind of make you feel away you know so at that point you might be like get get him out of here then you know, one of the first and things I said was if Lamar wants to go, let him go. That's how I felt. Like, if you want to go, let him go. But right. do That's I want him to say? Yes, I want Lamar to say. We don't know that. We're just going off assumptions. We don't know that. Like, I, you know, we don't know. We, we don't know. Well, we only out. know that. We only know that because he tweeted it. You see what I'm saying? So that's what, I, what I've been saying is every that was that not, I, Like is, I said, it could be out of frustration. Yeah, I think he no, tried to. No, but that's, be mad or not, Justin, you can't make it. He said it. He said, I requested a trade from the Baltimore Ravens. So when you do that, you upset the fan base. What do you think people are going to say? Of course, people are going to be like, well, get him out of here. Think about it this way. Once he tweeted that, I noticed the change in how the fan base, the local me, like everybody is like, whatever. Like, oh, you don't want to be here? Bye. You know, and and it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but we fans. So that's fans are like, oh, y'all want to be on my team? Bye. That's how we took it. But I don't. I honestly think that he wants to be here. I think it's about money, and when it's money, that can be a that can be fixed. That can be addressed. Yeah, and this is my thing. What you and what you saying was very, very, very key. But let Josh Allen say he went out. I'm pretty sure the Bills fans are not going to say, Mark, just get him the hell out of here. No, they're going to look at Brandon Bain. Like, you you better fix this. No, I guarantee you. So what, do you any, think fans did? what do you think fans did to Deshaun when Deshaun wanted out? I don't know what the Texas fan did, but I mean, do you think uh, that they Texas were like... Was heated. All the Texas fans, the few that I know, they were upset and heated. They already knew how their franchise was before he got there. Yeah, Sharp had a couple good years and then, you know, and all that. But they like, other than that, we've been trash. They're like, man, then, you know, we got a black quarterback, especially if you're a black person. And please don't bite my head out, people. I love everybody because I'm just, you know, I don't want nobody to flip this and flip the script. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but yeah, especially as a black person, you're an African American quarterback, which is, you know, it's hard. And now, reality, not now, what's more is happening more, but it's like, damn, we got a brother that look like us at quarterback and he's doing a damn thing and he's nice. Like, so. I mean, if you see a team don't want, you know, if things aren't keeping them happy, it's going to rub you the wrong way, especially as an African-American. Okay. So if you already, like people, Redskins fans, well, they will tell you how trash the Red, well, the commanders are, right? So that's <laughs> one thing. If you already are mad at your franchise, like the Browns, like if you are a franchise that has always just F up, right? That's different. Let's look, look at Russell Wilson. I know two Seahawks fans 
who who did a 360 on I know, him. I know a couple. I know a couple myself. That did a 360 on him when the rumors came out that he said he he might he might be requesting a trade or he wanted the Giants to Broncos. When it was like three teams, they flipped yeah. on him. So all I'm saying is fans are emotional. Fans are finicky. Fans just want to win. If you're winning, fans will be okay. But if you act like you don't want to be on that fan's team, a fan gonna be a fan. Yeah, true, true, for sure, for sure. Like I'll still come to the game regardless. But you know, like I'm, you know, I'm I would just, I would be definitely upset. I'm be lying to you if I'm sitting. You're there gonna be, like, you'll be sitting there like Lamar yeah, not here, yeah, and then when I'll, they score a touchdown, you're gonna be like. Uh, I'll be. I'll clap. You be happy. Oh my god. No, no, but no, I will. But it's like, yeah, like you know, especially we never had a quarterback that was MVP before. So, like I said, love Joe Joe going to be in the Ring of Honor and well deserved. But it's like we never had a quarterback that put. You know, we didn't get prime time games until he took over as the starting quarterback. That's just a fact. That's not a myth. That's not not something I'm putting out of thin air. Remember, we would have one or two because they know for sure we're going to play defense and all that. So, they, all right, yeah, we're going to put the Ravens on Sunday night. Season. But once he took over, I'm talking about after, I'm talking about after, I'm talking about it, after the 19th season, once he lit it up like that, they go, oh, shit, we're going to get him about five or six night games. I'm just being honest. It's a fact. It's just, I'm not putting this out of thin air. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they I'm always even... gave us. Go ahead. No, speak your mind. Like, no, because I don't. I can't say whether you, if that's the truth or not, because I don't, I'm not looking at the numbers. So if I look yeah. at it and see, that in my opinion, we have I hate primetime games, but I feel like I hate right. them because I gotta go to work. So I'll be like, I hate you know, I hate to be up there late. But I recall big I recall having primetime games before Lamar. You might no, be talking about that we like, had him, we had him. We now now when he when he did what he did in 19, he got more. Now remember we had four or five the right the right next year. Whereas or maybe we would get one or two because every team gotta get at least one or two. That's just how the Yeah, we gotta it. look that up. Cause I, I remember having three or four years sometimes. Like nah, I don't know. Not, like like, not like that. No, I'm not we, we can look it up. Cause I even when Joe Flecko was a I remember playing primetime games. Like I yeah, no, that's what I say we would have it would say it would at least be like two. Yeah, you know I mean, Steelers, Ravens, because they all we you know the rivalry, so they, that was a gimme. And then whatever else they did, like a holiday, or whatever. But yeah, but when he took, like when he did what he did, it was just we were must see TV. But yeah, I all I, in I, all, I will give Lamar this. I will give Lamar this. That 2019 season was so exciting. I've never had, I've never watched an offense from us that made me feel the way I felt that year. Yeah. Like usually, I'm like, we got to take some heart meds to watch a Ravens game. Oh, that sure. year. I was like, woo, like it was it was fun. It was exciting. Games were over in the first half. Yeah, like something we've never experienced before, right? So I want to bring that back. That's what I'm hoping for because the offense got stale, right? And we we don't have to keep saying that. We know that. So this year, I hope Lamar comes back. And I'm ready to see what our new offense looks like. It's, it's gonna be fun. It should be fun. It's hard to live up to that. Uh, but if we can just do half of that, I'm I'm happy. Cause that's hard to duplicate. That's no, hard. he don't have to. Not, I don't yeah. even mean to for him to like win MVP or anything like that. Right. I mean more or less like the excitement behind. Like after a while, when the offense got on the field, I didn't feel like like this. We about to do something. You know, I was just like, okay, like well, you know, it wasn't an excite. I was excited in 2019. I want to get back to being excited about the offense being on the field. When you have a quarterback like Lamar, you should be excited every time they get on the field. I haven't felt like that for the past three years. So I'm hoping with a new offensive coordinator, a new scheme, new players, 
and the same quarterback. Let's be clear, we want Lamar back. Yeah. That we'll have an, an, another exciting year. Not 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 to say he got to be MVP or anything of the sort. It's just feeling like when when he stepped on the field with, with his with his offense, like yeah, like y'all gonna have to, how y'all gonna stop us? You know, I want to feel like that when I watch them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, point said. Um, you know, great show, Shannon. Great show, man. Great dialogue as usual. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, both both parts of the shows were amazing. Like I said, um, tomorrow night is the show, man. It's the show. Like I mean, we didn't did all the pre draft workout. I'm pretty sure y'all done watch everybody's podcast, everybody's you know mm-hmm. networks. Shout out to Hindi and um Chris just joking, Coach Evans, those guys. They did their roundtable Monday night. I tuned in a little bit for it. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Also, they're doing a meet and greet too for everybody who follow all those platforms. At um, I think it's Mango Tree, Columbia. August 4th from 7.30 to 9.30. You know, I'll be there. I'm going to go chop it up with them guys. So, Shannon, if you want to pull up, pull up. You know, yeah, me. They tend to ask, tend to ask me where you, where you probably make it. I said I can ask and see. You know, I ain't I'm going to Hawaii. I forgot the day I'm coming back. But I, I come back either the 4th or the 5th. But I'm not. I got to see what day I come back. I got to see. Okay. I but I'll let you know. Oh, you traveling the world this year? You know, like, co-host, I'm trying to make and going and then going to Canada right after that. Like, look, you work hard, you gotta go play. Why not? Yeah, I ain't got no vacation time yet, but that's the, that's the only <laughs> thing about starting a new job. You gotta fucking wait for vacation. But anyway, <laughs> but coming, definitely, 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 yeah. So uh, you know, definitely pull up on them. I'll be there. Like I said, all the platforms I just mentioned, I'll be there. Hindu, Chris, Coach Evans, Lunch Break, Hot Take, Jose and Brodney. Uh, Cam Roof said he will pull up, so you know, and then it's gonna be, oh. I think, trust the Ravens. Basically, it's gonna be a big Ravens community there, so oh, pull up, you know, I think the tickets are like $50 or something like that, so you can get them in advance. Just inbox Hindu or Coach Evans. Well, everyone, have an amazing Wednesday. You know, we're gonna, you know, watch it. I'm gonna watch the draft. I know some of y'all gonna be tuned into draft parties, I'm just gonna watch it and just. You know, because I, I I just gotta have my thoughts to myself. I, I will be. I thought you were going to go down to the stadium. I get off tomorrow at six. I gotta stay late. Oh, I okay. come for somebody, so I'm just gonna watch it at home. I'm gonna try to catch okay. them for sure. Uh, everybody have an amazing Wednesday. Watch the NBA playoffs, MLB, go Orioles. You know, make sure y'all guys trade, talking Ravens all day, every day, with your host Justin P and my co-host the MVP, Miss Shannon Fitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday, you know, same bad time, same bad channel. Love you guys, and we are out. Bye, Justin. I see you, Shannon.